You're listening to the Sales Development Podcast, the only audio forum focused and dedicated 100% to sales development. If you care about growing your skills and getting more new sales appointments, pipeline, and closed one deals, you came to the right place. Subscribe to the show on YouTube, iTunes, or Spreaker, and be sure to go back and listen to all the episodes for the best strategies, tips, and tactics out there on running a high-performance sales development program. And now, your host, founder, and CEO of TenBound at TenBound.com, David Delaney. CRM has been proven to limit sales reps' responsiveness, persistency, and cadence. It's a design flaw, and it's losing you deals. That is why today's sales leaders use sales engagement platforms like VanillaSoft. Check it out. Go to VanillaSoft.com and start your free trial. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Sales Development Podcast. I am very excited to get the next guest on the show, Ms. Lauren Bailey, the founder and president of Factor 8 and the founder of Girls Club. Lauren, how are you doing today? I'm so good. Happy to be here. Thanks, David. Oh, well, thanks for coming on. I, I had you know, followed you on LinkedIn and various other social media for a while. If you guys don't know about Lauren, she was the top 25 most influential inside sales, sales coaches, and women in sales this year. She's founder of these two companies that I mentioned. And you know, you've got a lot of great experience, including chapter president of the Phoenix AAISP, which is amazing. It's a very, you were that, that until January, a very, That's organization. A very, very important organization. So anyways, thank you for coming on and being on the show. Yeah, it's a pleasure. I feel like I feel like we may have set the bar just a little too high, right? Like, I'm not that I'm not that big of a deal. <laughs> well, one one other thing I I read in your bio, Lauren, is that ninety percent of your business comes from referral, which is yeah. huge because that means you know you came in and did a great job, and then they they wanted you back, which is awesome. Factor 8 is 10 years old this year, and I I like to jokingly say to my friends that we're the best damn sales training company you've never heard of. Okay, well, (laughs) let's let's change that around. How did you get into sales training and and starting Factor 8? You know what? I was a seller. I was a sales manager. And I think that like a lot of your sales managers out there, I was just really, really frustrated. I had teams of reps coming out of new hire trainer training that just had no clue how to pick up the phone and leave a good voicemail or how to engage somebody or right. They went to three weeks of training and they didn't come out ready to do the job. And I kind of had enough. I, I thought, you know what? I can solve for this. I can do this better. And so I was at a little business process outsourcing company here in Phoenix that's now owned by Teletech, one of the largest outsourcers in the world. And I said, you know what, I'm going to build a training department. And they said, well, all right. And uh, we just, we had a lot of fun. Like we cut the ramp to quota in half. And, and so that kind of started that period of my career. I bounced back and forth between sales leadership and training leadership. And then my last corporate gig was with a huge software company. I ran their global sales training strategy. And that sort of did it for me. Like I'm a startup fix it you know, fast moving kind of girl and working for a global software company about killed me. So, oh God. Okay. <laughs> and that was great luck, right? So it, it, I got to launch inside sales centers all over the world. And then I thought, all right, that's it. I'm, I'm going to eject. 
And I was motivated to get out and start my own thing. After, by the way, taking a month off and detoxing in the Greek islands. Oh, That's my God. Okay. Yeah. It was like All corporate right. detox. Exactly. I, I, wanted, I want to see the slideshow of that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, it, was it was a good time. But yeah, that was it. Like, so I, I just, I had the same pain that way too many sales managers today just accept as normal. Okay. And I thought we can do better. And we did again and again and again. And then um, my first year out, I just, David, like you were telling me before we started this, I was doing favors for friends. And right, like I just invested all this money. I've got a team. They can't sell help. And that's how Factor 8 was born. We kind of solved this problem that was out there. And we've kept really darn busy doing a good job of it for our, our clients for many years. Okay. And, you know, it's it's interesting because the technology that has come up in the sales profession has sort of clouded out the training, it seems. Yeah. And, yeah. and you know, people are investing a lot in automating and, you know, AI and all these different mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. But the block and tackling, if you will, a sports analogy, but the, the training has kind of gone to the wayside. Isn't that strange? I think it has too. I think you're so astute in bringing that up. It's, it's like as leaders right? As managers, we grew up accepting the facts that our, our reps weren't well-trained and didn't know how to do it. And then as leaders, we grew up and said, I'm just going to put a tool in place. I can solve for that. And and so many of the tools are incredible, right? Like I used to build manual cadences for reps, and which was back when I dialed my rotary phone and <laughs> right. used the phone book as the lead source <laughs> and walked uphill to school in the snow. But it, like the, the, the tech is really cool. But sadly, we're, what we're doing is accelerating crappy conversations. Right, right, exactly. And written communication too. And you open your LinkedIn or your mailbox and you see all this stuff. Like what, what can companies do if they listen to this and they realize like, we haven't been investing in training. We just leave it to our manager and, you know, they were right. right. He's so busy interviewing due yeah. to the revolved door and like really yeah. one guy's going to train 12 brand new people and bring the number home and et cetera. Right. Coaching is not training. Yeah. So you know what they can do? The first thing you can do is check your budget. InsideSales.com published, I think it was last year, that companies today spend 10x on tools than they do on training. And in our own informal survey, we found that over 50% of companies had no standard line item in their budget for rep or manager training. And that's a far cry from best practice, right? The average in the industry of folks who do it is $1,500 for a rep and $2,500 for a manager. And best practice is double that. Wow. Okay. And when you say best practice, it's, it's you know very successful companies. Very successful companies. This is the part where I try to remember the number. I believe that these companies saw it was like a 33.6% higher quota attainment that spent that much more. Accenture did a study on it this year as well. It's talking about the ROI spent on training and that every training dollar spent has a 3x or greater ROI. I mean, it doesn't surprise me at all because I'm not, I don't to keep throwing out sports analogies, but it's oh, the equivalent of, okay, yeah, Wait I mean, we could talk about anything, but the, you know, it's the equivalent of like buying all the latest gear. And, you know, like I had a friend of mine, he used to buy all the latest skiing stuff. Like he had the right. best skiing. But never skiing. took a lesson. Yeah. And I mean, he would just get out there and make a complete <laughs> fool of himself. But I think that's what we're doing a lot in the sales We're industry. looking for the silver bullet, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that is, that's a, that's a pity. That's so funny. That reminds me of my dad growing up, like consistently 50 pounds overweight, but he owned every exercise gadget. 
that, that like was ever made, right? These contraptions that sat in the basement and my mom would dry clothes on. Okay, so, so if, if we do that. yeah, if you're a if you're a manager and you're going, okay, I've been trying to manage my reps for a while and train them with everything that I can bring. And now it's been, you know, six months and we're kind of flatlined. What should yes. the manager do to go into the like a VP or a director and say, I need some money for training? Yeah. Let's go grab a few of these studies. I need to get these out on my blog. Okay. And, and I think the first thing you do is just ask for the budget and say, listen, right, coaching is one thing and training is another. And and the larger companies have it made, right, because they have a training department whose employees, by the way, never know how to train sales. But at least they're used to having a budget. And yeah. that's something. There's a department for it. They understand that it's a category. And so it's time to fight for the line item in the budget. Absolutely. Okay. And go in and, you know, start high. Say, I'm looking for a line item. I want it every year. I've got a rewards budget. I've got a tools budget. I've got a recruiting budget. And when I want a training budget, I want, you know, three grand or a certain percentage per rep. Okay. And, and by yeah. the way, here's the funny part of it to me is study after study again talks about the number one reason people leave, that lack of development. Yeah. So we solve for it by having these massive recruiting budgets and getting okay with the fact that someone's going to spend an, a, like max 18 months in this SDR role, right? Because yeah. it's really freaking hard. But we could double their longevity with us by training them and developing them and keep them engaged. They'd stay with us. In fact, millennials, that's their number one ask in a new company. Yeah, because, I mean, why would you want to work at a job where there wasn't training so you didn't know what you were doing? And you just had to figure it out. Yeah. Right? I mean, in any profession, it seems silly, but especially in ours, we hire brand new salespeople, right? Like we hire, it's one of their first jobs, let's be honest. And, and if it's not their first job, it's because we, we counted waitering at TGI Fridays. So it, 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 it's just how it works out there. So let's train them how to do it right and help them build careers. And instead, I think we just have been kind of, I almost think of it like throwing logs on the fire. Like yeah. we're trying to stoke up that sales engine. And it makes sense in the startup world when you've got a really cool SaaS product and you sold it yourself and it worked and you came up with a great script. You're like, you know what? I'm going to scale this. I'll hire 20 people. I'll give them the script. It'll work. And ever since then, you've been interviewing and losing people and, you know, pulling your hair out. So training's the answer to that. So and so even even in that scenario that you just painted, there's still we still should be building in training to that budget as well. That that startup situation. One hundred percent. Okay. One hundred percent. I'm I could get on a whole separate soapbox here. It's a tall one. Watch out about scripts. I'm not a fan. Right. Okay. Yeah. I want to I want to talk about that but before we go on from that. So, we're back in that scenario where you're asking for to bring training in and they say, "Well, what's the what's the return on my investment? I'm going to give you, you know, $10,000 to to train these people. Where do I see my return?" You mentioned yeah. studies and yeah. Right. Like I said, the average out there that Accenture cited is is 3x. Right? I will tell you anecdotally, at Factor 8, we make that money back before we leave. Because our secret sauce is actually getting them on the phones during training. So it is a very common occurrence that companies have better sales days while they're in training. <laughs> Be clear, we only go out to the floor for a couple hours during the day, but they will get higher call activity, longer talk time, more appointments, more closed sales, more callbacks just that day. So, wow. I mean, that's an instant 
ROI. There you go. <laughs> how do you yeah. how do you argue with that? How do you argue with that? They just haven't seen it before. And I think that that's something that we've also come to accept is there's kind of this old school training out there. And it's funny. I mean, if, I think if you surveyed 20 different leaders out there and said, what do you what stats do you know about training? They'd be like, oh, that 80 percent is forgotten after three weeks. Yeah. And it makes me chuckle because it, it just sort of shows that we all feel like, by the way, that's bad training <laughs> and we've, we've come to accept it. But we all feel like one and done is OK. So like, let's use a sports analogy. You get your players, all this fantastic equipment, you spend tons and tons of money getting the right players on the field. They freaking train every day, every day, folks, every day. Right. And we feel like, you know what? I did training two years ago and I just kind of fell off. I don't see that uh, investment happening anymore. (laughs) We make doctors and realtors and everybody else has to go for continuing education credits. Sales should too. And not sales. Now, okay, so so say you're you're the busy manager and your your team, they're supposed to be on the phones, right? They're supposed to be working away, you know, eight hours a day. And how much training or and I want to talk to you also about the, the difference between training and coaching, but first, yeah. how much training should they be doing per week? Do you oh, think? It's a really- it's a good question. So it depends on the, the the tenure of the rep. I want you to imagine an XY graph, right? And it starts with a rep who's really low results, right? They've been there a super low, low amount of time. It's like day one through, you know, maybe their first couple of weeks on the job. They're full-time training, right? So the very beginning of their career, super high training. And then it starts to curve down, but it never gets all the way to the bottom. So, you know, you want them full time for their worst first week or two doesn't mean they're not on the phones, but their job is being in training. And then once they hit their stride, everybody's at quota, you're still best practice, you're going to have a couple hours a month. Are you in sales, but you're not using a sales engagement tool? Then you're probably losing out on revenue because you are not engaging with prospects at the right time, with the right cadence and with enough persistency. You need VanillaSoft. Start your free trial today. Go to VanillaSoft.com. Okay. So it, it can taper off there. So when you say training, like like say a new rep starts that day and you're the manager, how do you how do you train them, you know, for like six hours a day? I mean, with lunch yeah, breaks know, right? and stuff like that, like if you're <laughs> yeah. supposed to do everything well, else. Yeah. So once again, right, we're talking about small startup and folks who haven't invested. If you're doing it right, once you get enough people, and that number is probably around 20 or 30, you've invested in a sales trainer. There is somebody who owns training them for you because your manager owns 10 to 15 reps. They're looking at every deal. They're doing a couple hundred emails a day. They're running bullshit reports for you. <laughs> they're right. There's a line at their desk all day long. They're supposed to be call coaching four hours a day and training new people. Of course, it's not working. You can't give it to the manager. By the way, I've, I've hired a lot of sales trainers in my day and, and seen a lot of sales training and sales managers are horrible trainers. There's a difference. There is a difference between coaching and training. And by the way, also sales managers, this was great, was this sales executive council did a study this year and cited that the number one worst skill of all sales managers is sales coaching. And that's like, right? So it's hard to do. And it's because we used to be sellers. I'm the worst coach in the world, David. Like I'm not pointing fingers. I suck. (laughs) Okay. I'm well, a great trainer and a horrible coach. Okay. So you're a great trainer. And so now I need to define the, what is the difference between training and coaching? Sure. So sales managers out there, first and foremost, let's define what 
coaching is versus call coaching, right? Because they use they're used interchangeably a lot. And Jesus, I'm like the I'm the study master today. I apologize for this, but here's another one. I love a couple it. years ago, yeah, it was Exec Vision and the Bridge Group, two great companies, did a study on coaching. And managers were citing that they were coaching like each rep six to eight hours a month, and more than half of the reps surveyed disagreed with that number. Like, yeah, that's not happening. I don't know what you think is coaching. And so I dove into that a little bit. And here's the thing. Coaching is a style. David, you're a natural coach. You're a question asker. So, right, we can coach our kids. We can coach during a performance meeting. We can coach during a pipeline meeting. We're asking questions. We're helping people self-discover and we're one of those managers that isn't a dictator and a, and a, a dick. So, and that's great. People like that. Yes. But it's not call coaching, right? Skill development is call coaching in our field. And, and here's my go-to definition. Number one, a call is present. Whether I overheard it, whether I was jacked in listening, or whether it was a recording. Number two, there are less than three people present. I'm okay with a little group call coaching because we're busy people, right? But each person has to walk out with personal feedback and action items. Otherwise, it's a training session. So I, I kind of flip that over the top and, and call it training when you've got more than three people. There can still be call recordings being listened to in training. We do it every single class. It's super, super helpful. One of the fastest ways to cut down ramp time is listening to call recordings. And we can dive into that later if you'd like. But like a, a training is a professional training facilitator and a group of people focused on skills. Call coaching is almost always one-on-one or small group or listening to a call and giving you personal feedback. Got it. And Is that how you define it? Is that like, tell me, how, what's your feedback? Yeah, very much. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, the tables just turned there. Um, <laughs> Sorry about that. It's <laughs> like, I'm trying to learn this stuff now. Yeah, I mean, I, I see training as... You know, you sit in a classroom, you've got workbooks, there's a video, you know, it's like how we used to, you know, go to school kind of almost. And so you're getting that, that fundamental, you know, structure down. And then coaching is taking it and actually using it on the fly and then having someone with more experience tell you, you should do this or you shouldn't do that type of thing. Exactly. Yeah. So, so if you're one of those managers who's got, you know, five or six reps and there is no training department, and you're laughing at us right now, hopefully you haven't tuned out. What can you do? <laughs> and my answer there is, is outsource, find some of the other tools that are available, put together self study guides, use other people on your team, give your rep goals for every single day to go, you know, research this, find that, accomplish that, record this, log in to build, that sort of thing, where you get to build it once and reuse. When you're trying to do top of mind, train from scratch with every single person that comes in the door, that's harsh. So development playbooks are fantastic for that. Online sales training, we recently put ours up, is fantastic for that. You know, kind of outsource what you can and self-study what you can. Because as painful as it is for you, having this new person all day long need your attention, it's more painful for them. Yeah. Like, I, you know, they're texting their friend halfway into it. Like, I don't know what the F I'm doing here. Yeah. <laughs> like, I haven't even seen my manager yet. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, was today my start day? <laughs> they're sitting in a conference room like... Hello. <laughs> yeah. Anyone? We've yeah, all been I've got, there. That's the yeah, worst there's feeling. a there's a cube here and the last guy's pictures are still here. <laughs> right. They had to escort him out. Okay. All right. So that gives us a lot. And you know, for 
managers out there that are facing this dilemma too, you know, you're not alone. You, 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 there are resources. It's also, it's good sometimes to have the reps teach a module too. If they're good at some, you know, one particular part of it, they can come in and, and work with the new person in training as well, right? Absolutely. As far as something that they're really good in. Okay, so so I'm stoked. All right, now now I understand what I need to do as far as training and why it's important. I want to shift gears with you, Lauren, and talk a little bit about Girls Club and why you started this organization, what it is, and and what made you passionate about starting it. I'm so excited about this. This was just the best damn accident ever. So <laughs> so I. I grew up in sales, right? I, you know, carried a bag and I led the teams and led the divisions and I was only the only woman, which is probably why I talk a little bit like a trucker. Like I was raised by men in call centers and it didn't, I got to be honest, it never bothered me. I never felt discrimination or harassment. I had amazing male mentors, but I recently started to learn the power of role models and how much that could help me. And that, that happened when I started my own business. And this amazing group led by Lori Richardson called the Women Sales Pros, like everybody reached out and helped. And I was like, I'm sorry, aren't women supposed to be mean and compete with each other? You're, <laughs> you're going to help me run my business? Are you serious? You're going to give me that advice? You're just going to give me that template? And I was just really inspired by it. Now, at the same time, what happened over those last five years was that I was asked to lead or speak on or host or serve drinks at like so many panels about why aren't there more women in sales? And I just, I, David, I got sick of talking about it. <laughs> I just got sick. Like, really? Let's fix this. So it's like flashback to when I started the training department. Like I can, I can do something about this. So the first generation of this, I was standing at a conference and I was like, all right, F it, I'm going to go for it. If there's any women in this audience or men who have high potential women who are looking to get into sales management, I will give them free seat at the sales bar where we have our inside sales manager training. And what happened, and then I wrote one post about it when I got home from the conference, let's be honest, after a glass of wine. And it just blew up like tens of thousands of people coming into – I was so blown away. And that's when I got the confidence to say this is important and I can do better and it's important to me. And I, I think that women aren't getting into higher levels of sales leadership because we lack the confidence to apply and I can fix that. And so here's here's the answer to your question. What Girls Club is, is A, it's a community. Everybody's welcome. We've got men in the community too. Two, our mission is changing the face of sales leadership. So we're missing sales leaders that are women at every level, but I'm attacking that front line from rep to manager. And then the how we do it is a nine-month intensive training and confidence building program. It's done virtually. We have about 85 companies enrolled right now in Generation 1. There are 50 women who are our protégés. Each one has their own mentor. And these are women from entirely different companies. These are sales directors, people have 10 years of experience in sales leadership. And then there's this entire other level of our thought leaders and our role models. We've got 40 women who are SVPs, GMs, entrepreneurs, speakers, authors who are coming in to also lift up these women. And it's been incredible, incredible. 
the feedback so wow. far is awesome. Yeah, we're only a few months old and we're getting like the tear in the eye, change in my life kind of feedback, emails from bosses. Like, how is it she's been in this one month and her performance has changed so much when she's speaking? And mentors saying, I needed this training. I still need this training. So yeah. we're we're filling a hole and uh, it's coming together. It's It's a very vibrant community. It's inclusive. Everybody is hardworking, this abundance mentality. And we're trying to help more women feel the confidence by building the skills and role modeling, risk taking. Like we have this whole series called Rise Up on Record where women do a little confessionable about F ups. (laughs) (laughs) I tried this and I totally screwed it up and it felt awful and I failed. And the response to that's been immense, right? Just watching other people take risks and be okay failing does something for us. Amazing. And, and it, it, it helps open that up. Yeah. So did you ever see that study? I think it was by HP. It was published in Forbes magazine where it said, if there's a job opening, and let's say there's 10 things in it, like, you know, these 10 job requirements, a man sees it and he has five of them and he's like, nailed it. Lucky to have me. Yeah. A, a woman sees it and she's like, you know, I've got nine of them, but I'm just not sure. I don't want to waste anybody's time. That is amazing. I it's just, shocking. I just saw that yesterday. That's did you really? Yes, yeah, it's I, shocking. It's it's such an interesting, you know, dichotomy there. In in that, you know, it's almost the opposite of how they would approach that opportunity. Yes. So we're different in that way. And after starting this community and learning from these amazing women, I see it through and through. And I, I frankly, I've been sharing my own journey. Like it's it's a passion project for me because. I struggled my whole life with low self-esteem. I'm not. I come off pretty ballsy, but I'm not a really confident woman. And just saying that out loud, so many women have come to me and said, I, I, one, I'm surprised to hear it. And two, thanks for sharing what you're doing about it. Thanks for helping us all build confidence. So I'm learning from everybody else as as, as I go. And it's it's been really, really fantastic. So we just decided we're going to launch Generation 2. We're going to open it up and do it again. And next year, we hope to also open one for women in sales. So not just about getting into sales leadership, but getting into sales. Okay. So I'm trying to get my head around. It sounds like a lot of moving parts and, and a complicated right? situation to get everybody together. Right, that there... was the summary. That took <laughs> okay. me like 28 minutes. <laughs> well, I mean, it's 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 just you're – I'm excited about it. I want to see – I want to understand how it works. Like, are, is there a central node, like a private Facebook group, or how do they actually interact and collect all this information? That's such a smart question because that is – like, therein lies the rub, right? So – Girls Club is hosted by our main sponsor, also a factor eight company, the sales bar. And so all nice. of the sales training, uh, pardon me, all the management training is on the bar. And then in addition to the actual curriculum, right? So like month one, it was your role as a sales leader. And here's the e-learning course. And here's an activity you need to go do in your own company, right? Because that spotlight's important. Here's a quiz. Here's a survey. Here's a cheat sheet. And then in addition We have those rise up on records you can go and watch about risk taking. And then we do a wind down Wednesday live event where we bring in those thought leaders and we put them like in their jammies on their couch and make them super approachable and ask them questions. And and it's pretty neat. Yeah, it's pretty neat. And then we have live training events with the women. And then we also power it with Slack so that people can just, you know, hey, I'm looking for a blank. Has anybody tried blank? 
and we keep those private. What we put out to the public and the rest of the followers are some of the other amazing webinars and content that we put on, and those are out on the website, wearegirlsclub.com. So one of the ones we did was a bunch of different leaders saying, what do you look for when you're hiring a manager? So it's helpful for the leaders and how to identify great talent and a cheat sheet for people looking to get into management. In the next couple months, we're doing one called What Women Want, where we're actually helping solve that bro culture. Again, not just talking about it, but how do we solve for it and what are actions you can take to attract, retain, hire, promote, engage women in sales. So there's there's that content every month and we share about uh, probably about one out of every 20 assets goes out onto the website for the larger community. Got it. Okay, so this is perfect. So now we have the website, wearegirlsclub.com, and then folks can get a sampling for what is going on within the community if they want to just check it out. Okay. Exactly. And then anybody who joins the community, we keep in touch once a month. So it's not awful spam selling stuff and give updates on what's happening and let you know when there's more generations coming and just other cool thing we think will help bring us together as a community, resources, training, in the know, that kind of stuff. This is so amazing because, you know, I think about social media a lot and how it's changed, you know, for the negative. I mean, there's a lot of negative around it and and stuff, but it's also so positive in ways that like what you're talking about with how you have used it to bring together where maybe 10 years ago, there would be, it would be really hard to find any resources to help woman who wanted to break into this like glass ceiling that we have or bro culture. And now there's a whole community. Folks are being vulnerable. They're sharing their thoughts and they're rising up, you know, through the use of this medium. Yes, it's it's absolutely true. Tech has helped us immensely in that. And uh, it's, I'll tell you what, because of social media and the outreach that we have there, we have sponsors signing on to come in and help fund the program. Um, And then we are going to get together live once a year at, funnily enough, you nailed it, the Rise Up Summit. Nice. Okay. So tell me about that. So is that uh, already an ongoing concern or is it something that you started? Well, we we planned it so that this first generation of Girls Club could finally meet face-to-face. We've got some women in Europe and on every time zone in the U.S. And I don't think the one from Australia did finally come through. But the idea is that you've been working with these women and seeing them on calls and Slack and working with calls with your mentor for nine months Let's do this and meet in person. So we've this year, pardon me, next year, 2019 is May 2223 in Park City, Utah. We have Sherry Levitin speaking. We have Jill Conrath speaking. We have Judy Buckholz with IBM speaking. Who else am I thinking? Gatowski from Panasonic, the SVP over there. Anna Baird, the COO from Outreach. We've got some amazing speakers, but then we'll also do hands-on with the skills. We're going to certify everybody as sales coaches and make, right? So it's inspiration and it's skill building and it's small group sessions. And at the same time, we'll kick off generation two for that next group. Nice. This is amazing. This has tons of momentum. You've got oh, a great so group. many moving parts, right? Yeah. You so called it. It's like, gee, I want to do something to help women. And now I've got a separate company, like 76 assets going out every single month, four different channels, live events, a website and a conference. I may have had some scope creep. Oh, my God. Okay. You know what? I thought that I was busy, but you're doing about 10 times more than I am. So hats no, off to you, not- Lauren. 
No, no, no. It's not about that. You know, my yeah. secret weapon, it's uh, my amazing team. So I'm stealing all yes. my factory resources. And then, you know, who will be speaking at your event, Margaret Winnegar, just came on as our executive director of total Girls Club. Superstar. And that's total superstar. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. She totally stepped up. I want to thank you for your support. We're doing that. I, I'm not sure if the this will drop in time, but it's on November 14th, which is next week. And we're t- going to talk about diversity in sales development specifically, you know. But that's one of several yep. meetups that you do, right? We do. We, yes. Yeah, we do them quarterly. They're usually here in San Francisco, but we're kind of branching out to Boston this time. And, and fantastic. hopefully at some point in Phoenix, too. That's wonderful. Yes. <laughs> Listen, sales development is it's all over the place, right? It's it's a trend for a reason. It works more and more people are investing in that level of specialized rep, and we need help figuring it out. It, it's just, it, it's gotten to the point of maturity where just doing it isn't enough anymore. We have to do it better. There's a war for talent. We've got to get more out of every rep. We've got to keep our reps longer, and we've got to have smarter process and skills around it. And that's, um, I'm pretty sure that that's what you say every morning when you wake up. Was I close? <laughs> that is very, very close. I wish I, I wish I was an art- articulate as you. You're Hardly. really good. And, You're a podcast and, host. There is no one more articulate. Uh, well, and, and also I need to read more because you dropped about 10 different studies with, uh, you know, actual studies and resources that I, I want to, I want to list out in the show notes, at least three or four of those studies. I'm going to have to you, go find those now, aren't I? Yes. I mean, and Lauren, this has been absolutely fantastic. We're going to list those out. We're going to have all the links and everything that you mentioned for We Are Girls Club and Factor 8 in the show notes. I can't thank you enough for being on the show and and sharing your wisdom with us. It's such a pleasure. God, we could talk about this all day long. It's a a noble profession that we're in, and we've got to stick together to, to develop and grow that that profession and for all of us individually in our careers i've got to end with telling you that my personal mission is helping more people feel successful at work and and i can tell that that's what you're about too and your listeners that's important that is so wonderful thank you so much i'm going to take you up on that too i i need to be more successful myself so thank you very much thank you for following that mission and sharing all this with us and we'll see you online and we'll get you on the show again It's been an honor. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Sales Development Podcast, the only audio forum 100% focused and dedicated to sales development with your host, David Delaney. Please be sure to subscribe to the show on YouTube and take a moment to leave us a review on iTunes. Your support makes our show possible. If you are struggling with your sales development program, contact us at 10bound.com for a no-obligation exploratory call. Again, that's 10bound.com.